Live. We'll be streaming live soon. Well, good morning to you. I hope that you are feeling well, that this day is blessing you. I know it's getting cold outside, but we are at RBM Studios in Athens, Georgia. The, the, the address here is 1711. Mary Weather, M-A-R-I, and the word weather, W-E, weather, okay? Uh, Suite 104, and of course it's Watkinsville, Georgia, 30677. We're studying the impact of several pre-people, prophets, especially Danny, because that was uh, uh, Nehemiah involved in Ezra chapter 1 and the rebuilding of the temple. There was uh, 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 Daniel and, and, and his place in the, in the, in the, uh, in the Babylonian or the Medo-Persian Empire under Belchizer. Uh, there were uh, words that uh, in a 200 years were spoken and later fulfilled the, the voice of Isaiah telling that uh, God will bring Cyrus. He named the man 200 years before he was born. 150 years before he was born, Isaiah. So if you, don't, if you have a problem with this type of thing, uh, <clears throat> you don't need to listen to me. You know, but if you are interested in this, and if this uh, comforts you, I, you know, I'm comforted uh, to know that when Gabriel from heaven came down to Daniel and said to him that uh, in 468 years or so, the Messiah will come, and he did. Question here is this: Can can any can a man of God prophesy, speak things like that? Well, during the captivity of, of the Israelites in Babylon, uh, God established uh, many prophets. He also uh, made sure that Daniel be dealt with in tenderness and kindness. Because Daniel was 16 years old when he was deported from Judah all the way to Babylon. Which, you know, people say, where is Babylon? Well, Babylon is uh, on the Middle East, Syria per se, that area. Over there, there is a construction there and the U.S. Army uh, has the Ur of the Chaldeans, uh, a place and a large base there uh, uh, that uh, still today operates very, very strongly. And so, we're dealing with uh, these prophets and what they say about the coming of Jesus. And so, uh, in, in, in Daniel 7, other thing too before I begin. Do you know that uh, people say, Daniel had a vision with a, with a goat and the ram together in the air. Uh, why, why doesn't God say, well, I hate to tell you, but the Medo-Persians over there, uh, uh, the Medo-Persians over here, the goat, the ram... Uh, will defeat uh, uh, great is the the Greek Greek and uh, Greek and uh, empire the Grecian empire and so uh, when you use these words like ram or a goat why is that the case why why is it that God just didn't tell it like it is well you see a prophetic statement from the Lord is something that takes time to remember and to study. God wants you to hear His voice in a way that is balanced, unique, and that the Holy 
My father found a, a, a church here in, in, in the States through the efforts of a man uh, from uh, Buffalo, New York, an event, a missionary, a pastor, uh, that used to live in Madisonville and some families in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, he found a way I could come to study. Leave Brazil and come to Hollywood, Florida to study and learn English. That's my dad trying to get me out of Brazil when political system was terrible. And so, now, my father spoke over me all kinds of words. I remember most of it. But I can tell you, I said over me. That's prophetic. So what is the value of all of this? To prepare us. You know, when Daniel was told that Jesus in 468 so years would be coming in Jerusalem, born of a virgin Mary, suffering the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven. When, 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 uh, that is encouraging to me that my life is under the dictates, the demands, and the voice of God. You know, I thought that if I messed up and I did something wrong, that my ministry would be over. And I'm finding out that uh, I've done a lot of wrong things, I guess. Most of us do. Uh, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, God forgives sin. And so I'm encouraged that He is greater than my sin. Why? Because I confess my sin. And I'm out of it. And I'm moving forward. And, and I'm blessing the people of God. And I'm, I'm just seeking uh, people to help us do this ministry. So I can finish one day. You have a nice funeral. By the way, John, on that funeral, I want you to take an offering. And I want to raise some money for Brazil, like big time money, like a hundred thousand. By the way, Kathy Fallon is doing an unbelievable job in Brazil. She is just ministering to the children, the parents, and now there's a church in formation. Isn't that wonderful? Kathy Fallon, a missionary of the Lord to the Brazilian people. Wonderful. Okay, now let's take a look. Now, as concerning the rest of the beasts. They had dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season of time. Because this is talking about the times of Gentiles. And we're at a chapter 8, or chapter, yeah, chapter 7, moving on chapter 8, to where the dreams that Daniel has are, are now having to be introduced to him by the Lord using an angel. And so an angel came to uh, to Daniel. And what I read to you is Daniel chapter 8. And it says 15. And it came to pass when I, I even I, Daniel, he's writing this, had seen the vision and sought the meaning of it. He sought the meaning. The, the vision came and he is waiting for the Holy Spirit to reveal to him what, what this is all about. Behold, stood before me as the appearance of a man, Gabriel, that stands in the presence of the Lord, Luke one nineteen. So as you wait upon the Lord, God begins to come in and intervene in your life and bless your life and speak to you. But that is why there is a time element. Now, if he said clearly what he wanted, you just would run after it, not even pay attention to what God has to do. And so, really, when God speaks, it's a, it's a powerful thing. And it says, 
So he came near where I stood. He didn't, Daniel didn't go to the man on the vision. He, he stayed in his place. And he came. I was afraid. I fell upon my face. I would too. And he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at a time of the end shall be a vision. For, for at, a, at the time of the end shall be the vision. Refers to end time. Namely, every Namely, every day in which we now live extends into the immediate future. God has something stored, prepared for His people in America. I told you already, Brazil is 40% evangelicals and growing every second. There are 500 churches to one Catholic church. I'm not uh, believing my brother's Catholics, but the revival there... It's, it's not even denominational. You know, it's not a Presbyterian revival, a Methodist revival, or, or a Baptist revival. It's God's revival. I mean, you're talking about millions of people coming to worship in, in strange places. And you know, I've been in places to where they didn't even have a bathroom because there's no space for a bathroom. So, as he was speaking with me, Gabriel the angel, I was in a deep sleep on my face. So he's on his pillow, just resting in the in a forward toward the ground, and he touched me and set me upright. It was not accidental that Daniel sensed a tremendous unworthiness, especially in the presence of God. It was real, because when you are convicted by the Holy Spirit, and God begins to speak to you, one of the things that happen is that you fall on your knees and you just you just, just humble yourself. You're just broken down. You know, one of the signs of conviction is the breaking down of your emotions. When God touches you. Let me give you an idea. I was at a church this weekend. And uh, a friend of mine is preaching. When he finished the preaching, he got up on the altar rail, stood up and lifted his hands, and began to speak in tongues. I mean, a word. I heard everything he was saying. I understood everything he was saying. I knew exactly what he was saying. But I didn't expect me to have to answer. And so I did. As soon as he finishes, boom, came up. And I said everything I had to say. Now, that church never heard that before in their 150 years of existence. But, but I said it. Now, after I finished, I got into tears and I found a, a usher that came to hug me, and I grabbed that man, and he was about six feet four, and so my head is on his heart. And I'm crying. Now, what emotions did I have? Uh, when, Just like Daniel, when he saw the angel, he saw Gabriel, and Gabriel began to talk to him, he fell apart. And sometimes when you sense the presence of God, you fall apart. Nothing wrong with that. These are tears of conviction, tears of gladness. Tears of shock, they're all part of the experience. So if you think that somehow God is not an emotional God, <laughs> I have to talk to you and use the bathroom ministry on you. Because He does it. He does touch people in a way where you cannot in no shape or form get sort of a... And so, and so here's Daniel. Set me upright and he said, Behold, 
I make you know that what shall be in the last end of the indignation, for the for at the time appointed the end shall be. Whatever shall be in the last end of the indignation concerns God's past, present, and future. Indignation against Israel. They have rejected. They have abandoned the temple worship. To that indignation, or to that event, the verse said, He has set an appointed time. In other words, there's a time here that God set. He's going to bring His people captive from from, from Babylon and to build the sanctuary and return to all of the feasts, you know. And of course, uh, the, top, the, the trumpets is a feast. Isn't that right? The feast of the trumpets. And I'll talk to you a little bit about today. And of course, uh, 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 Yom Kippur, which is the day of, of atonement. We need to talk about that a little bit. And then the next thing, that, that uh, the, the, the last uh, feast of the trump. And, and of course, Rosh Hashanah. Hashanah, which is Christmas for them. And it's just to remind what God has done in the wilderness. And so, he's telling that to Daniel. And he says this, and he said, Behold, I make you know what shall be in the last end of the indignation, for at the time appointed the end shall be. And so, then he returned to the animals, the ram, the rough goat, which is the king of, I'm sorry, which he says, then the, the ram which you saw, verse 20, I'm sorry, I missed the verse here, verse 20, the ram which you saw having two horns are the kings of Persia in the Medes. Now he began to explain to Daniel what he saw. He saw on the top a goat. On the bottom he saw a ram. God sent an angel said, that's the king of the Medes and Persians. Daniel served in this empire for many years before his death. So he recognized who they were. And the rough goat is the king of Grisha. The great horn is, that is between his eyes is the first king. And the first king in the big horn is Alexander the Great. So Daniel is being told by the angel of God what these animals represent. Why animals? Well, Remember the sacrificial system that God instituted to the mouth of Moses? It had a, a place for an ox. It had a place for a, a goat. A, a place for a, uh, uh, oh my goodness, give me a, 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 a lamb. It had a, a, had a, a, a place for, for a bird to be given for sin and burning the brazen altar. So there are all kinds of animals that God thought they were clean. Then he called unclean animals, remember? Those with hoofs. Well, you're talking about a goat. Goat has a roof. A roof, And that is not accepted. God doesn't see that as an anointed, angel, uh, uh, anointed animal. So, 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 how about a goat? Has split roof? Yes, it does. So, he introduced these kings that were on the time of the Gentiles persecuting the people of God. All the people of God were in captivity. So the so he is just saying the four horns. Now that being broken, the long horn, which is Alexander the Great, where where four stood up for it, 
Four kingdoms shall stand uh, out of the nation, but not in his power. Meaning when that horn on the on the on the goat broke it. I'm sorry, the goat broke it. Four others came together. Where four stood up for it. it refers to four generals. Because you see, when Alexander the Great died at the age of 32, by the way, he conquered the space of the Roman Empire almost 40 years to conquer those same territories. And so, Alexander the Great names of the generals yesterday, and in the latter time of their kingdom, when transgressors are come to fool, a king of the coming of the Antichrist. When the transgressors are come to the fool, the nations of sentence shall stand up. He's referring to the Antichrist. God is revealing to Daniel, through Daniel, uh, his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Let's stop just a moment uh, talking about uh, uh, the Cyrus, which is the Middle Persian Empire. And uh, uh, he ends up marrying Esther, which ministered to him. God chose him to release the people from captivity to go back. It says this, Now in the first year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, the word of the Lord came by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. And so Jeremiah 29.10 fulfills this call. Let's go back to Jeremiah 29.10 so you can have a little bit a kick of joy here. This says, For thus says the Lord, this is Jeremiah prophesying, this unto you, uh, this says the Lord, that after 70 years shall be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return to this place. You see, with God, there's time for everything. You might say, God, I, I don't know what to do next. Lord, I'm just lost as can be. I don't have any hope. There's nothing going on. There's an appointed time. A vision has an appointed time. It will come to pass. To some of you, it's different than me. And to some others, are different than us. Everybody has an appointed time. We have, a, we have John with us. Jonathan Dunn is part of our ministry. And the Lord told him to go to Ethiopia and adopt two boys. He went and the boys were there and they're here. Jason and Alice live in Athens, Georgia and they're precious. God told them to go to China. <coughs> and, and they went to Peking and they found a little girl and the little girl's name now is Liana. So Tara and John, on the appointed time, God provided the children that they wanted. In the appointed time, God gave us this studio. In the appointed time, my children are coming to Jesus. In the, so God has a time. In other words, I want to prophesy over you that you get on the clock. That God does for you what He wants to do in your life. And you don't, so, so you don't want to be lost. Oh, but I have this and I have that. Everybody have it. Shut up. Stop whining down that you're not good enough. The Lord God Almighty has a plan for your life. The Lord God Almighty wants to complete that purpose in your life. And you must accept the, the voice of God saying to you, Come to me, O whole heavenly lady, and I'll give you rest. Come on, take your rest. Some of you are away, of, away from God's will, so the time stands still. Nothing happens. Nothing, nothing, nothing 
happens. You can't rule and ordain your desires in your flesh. You know, when, when, when God wants to speak to you, He speaks to you directly. He doesn't speak to somebody else to tell you. You need a voice of God speak to you. You need somebody like Gabriel to come in and, and decipher your dream. But God has, has something for you. Now, one of the things that happened on Ezra, chapter 1, is that they added all the children. The numbers are 49,897. And the names are on chapter 1 of Ezra. It's all here. Okay. Then number 2, they, they count the priests. And, and it says, And the children of the priests, the children of Habibiah, the child of Goaz, children of Basilei, and which took a wife of the daughters of Basilei, the Gilead, Gileadite, it was called after the, their names. And so he mentions the priests and who the priests were. So you identify the spiritual leaders. You count the children. Identify the spiritual leaders. And then restore worship. And that's where we are today. We've got ten minutes to talk about as Israel leaves Babylon captive and comes back into Judah, the temple, and with the help of Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah rebuilt the walls. And he says, let me read just one verse or two. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the city, the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Now, how did they, uh, how did they get together? Uh, and they, they set the altar on their bases. Remember that? I talked, and, and, uh, and, and for fear was upon them because the people of those countries, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrifices again and so the, the 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 sacrificial system was was established all over again you remember i told you about the <clears throat> there was a lot a lot of water you know uh uh basins of water made of bronze there were about 10 of them small ones because the priests had to be consecrated and they had to take a shower a bath and uh, a, a utensil from the temple would take the water and there's a naked priest being bathed before God, before his dried and before his clothes is put upon him uh, to worship. That was a process that took a long time. I've done a lot of that lately. You know, if you come to my meetings now and then, if there's a bottle of water somewhere, I'll give a bath on to you and throw water on you and make a fool of myself. You probably say, Rick, why are you throwing water on people? <laughs> I never understood that, but uh, when you are consecrate priests unto the Lord, you got to do that. You just sprinkle water upon them. Ezekiel 36 talks about, uh, I will sprinkle water upon you, Israel, uh, as you come back. And so, and so that, that's a, a, an interesting fact down there. And of course, it goes on with, uh, uh, with this. And they kept the feast of the tabernacles. They kept the feast of the trumpets, Hoshana, Horos Hoshana. And they kept... Uh, Trump's atonement in the tabernacle feast. Now let's talk about just a little bit because you see, something had to be established when the temple was ready to receive his people and the altars were all ready. The priests were all consecrated to, to begin again, uh, to begin again dealing with that. And so I, I, I saw something. 
the trumpet had to sound. And of course, those who ought to shout out by the Klingon general the names of various shofars, the ram's horn. And I have one, I'll bring it to you tomorrow to take a look. In the, in the Feast of the Trumpets, the shofar would sound. And when you put shofars a galore, it's called the people together, called the Feast of the Trumpets, one of the most beautiful festivals in Jerusalem. Uh, God manifests His presence with the sound of a trumpet that causes people to tremble. If you look carefully to this, especially Leviticus 23, 25, uh, God instituted this. The Lord spoke to Moses about this, said, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe the day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with the blasts of trumpets. In a holy convocation, you shall not do any ordinary work. You shall be presented yourself a food offering to the Lord. In the days of the memorial, with blasting of a trumpet. Do you remember when God is about to come down from heaven into Mount Sinai? In the cloud, the tremble, the noise. I mean, the Mount Sinai was trembling. It was trembling. The people of God is downstairs. You know, uh, 250,000 of them scared to death because God came. And as He came, and the cloud came over the Mount, Mount Sinai, it, it was the sound of a million trumpets. Loud, real loud. The Georgia sound of a, of a, when they all begin to scream at Georgia, 95,000 people scream when Georgia scores a touchdown is just 1% of the noise that God made on Mount Sinai. And everybody comes to the floor and he presents himself. Uh, in Exodus 19, I want to read this a little bit, okay? I think I have a little time. Exodus 19. And he says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come unto me in the thick cloud, that the people may hear what I speak to you, and believe you forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothing. God is preparing them to meet him. And be ready against the third day. And the third day of the Lord will shall come down the, the Lord shall come down in the sight of all people upon Mount Sinai. Three days of preparation of rest. And then he shows up. And you shall then set bounds unto the people around about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up in the mountain. Because God was afraid they would come in the mountain and touch the mountain. They touch the mountain, they'll die. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. It's obvious because the cross, man was very limited to how he could approach God. But since the cross whosoever may come. You are available to come in the presence of God and He's not going to kill you. He's going to love you and care for you. Now verse 13, chapter 19. And they shall not a hand touch it. But he shall surely be stoned and shot through. Whether be a beast or a man, it shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come to the mountain. And so, the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, uh, the Feast of the Trumpets, 
It's a convocation of holiness and righteousness that today still be commemorated in Israel. Well, I think I accomplished what I needed to say to you. I'm on chapter 8 of, of Daniel. Okay, Tomorrow is the time when I talk to you about the, uh, the vision of Daniel, uh, about the second coming of Jesus, the first coming of the Lord Jesus, the second advent of the Messiah. Amen? And, uh, and I'll talk to you about that as he comes into, into Jerusalem. And what a wonderful blessing that will be when the Lord Jesus will come in the clouds of glory and meet him in the air and with him forever and ever. The Lord bless you today. Keep on listening. Daniel chapter 9 tomorrow. Eu quero ser um testemunho